morning on YouTube, good morning in podcast listeners. Um, welcome to our Lynn channel, the Sawala Adelies. If this is your first time, hit the subscribe button, um, tell all your friends about us and the notification bell. If you're listening on podcasts and you hear us saying hello to all these strange names or reading out comments after names, those are all our lovely followers on uh, YouTube, family guests, subscribers, uh, critics as well. Uh, you know, they're all there and those are the names that we're referring to. But as Nadia just said, we have a, um, we have a huge repository of content on this channel, most of which we leave up, lots of channels don't, so that you can always just go and have a bit of an escape. a repository and a suppository. One goes up your ass and one collects lots of things, or is a collection of lots of things, or a place where things are kept. Thank you. I think that, I think that's, well, for some people their arse is a repository. And so, and just in case you're wondering, it's doing that really annoying thing on the phone where all of your comments get scrambled. Did that last night with my life. So we're going to be, did it? Ah, that's frustrating. There's obviously a, a bug in the system with YouTube. Now, I just want to clarify something. Last night, a historic, what I'm calling a historic home time landed. Um, and everyone is remarking on a detail that passed me by, actually, in the editing of it, where Nadia, in her outrage at whatever had left the message on the spa, as you rather glamorously called the hot tub, um, left a poo, right? You, you, you shared this clip on your on your stories. It was one of the clips. So you were outraged by whatever it was that had left a message on the side of the spa. But what people noticed you did. Yeah. And I love this. I love you guys. Thanks for this. Love you guys. You went to the cupboard. You pulled the tea bag box out. You took a single tea bag out. You put it back in the cupboard. The tea what, bag. What, the tea bag? Not in a cup. So I put it back in the pot? No, you put it in the cupboard. On its own? Yes. <laughs> Did anyone else see that? You're joking. Nadia, you look posh, says Natasha Milton. But that's hilarious. A posh, I literally just went and got this off the top of the washing basket. And Man, done Manly Arthur noticed. Dr. Debbie Otero, uh, Holdover's review is landing today. It was, was uh, a busy day. Was I in the middle of a massive row? No, well, you were outraged by the size of a sort of yes, beautifully no, I know that. No, executed maybe what it shit. was was I realised I'd already put a tea bag in a cup, so I put it back. Ah, right. Okay, it does look strange. <laughs> she was distracted by something that sounded like you were describing. A so poo this emoji. is our family reality show for anybody that might have just joined us. Now we have a family reality show on our YouTube channel. Now, guys, so we're thinking of ending home time because you know we just think, well, why bother? But no, Nadia has for a while wanted to, has, has, has been pressurising us. Um, uh, we haven't watched another film. We literally, we didn't even, we were going to watch True Detective last night. It was a, it was a batshit crazy day yesterday. It really was. To, but we were like, we um, are being bad with our yeah. sleeping. So we made look, Faith Goodman, look, Vicky Wayne, what? No, don't, it, it sounds dramatic, getting rid of home time. But listen, uh, Nadia wants to change the title. I have, I've, I've been resistant, but Nadia wants to change the title. And I was wondering whether we could, float the, the chat past the subs. What are you wanting to call Well, it? listen, I said to Mark, everybody that knows us knows what home time is. But a lot of people have said to me, what, is, what does that even mean? And it's one of the rules of programming. People have got to know what they're getting from the title. So if somebody's never come to my Instagram before or never come here, they won't know what home time is. So we need to say more of what it is, which is our, that's what I always call it, our family reality show. Because people constantly say to me, 
you really should have your own reality show. I said, we have. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. but, but because it doesn't say it, nobody yeah. realises that that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, Natasha Milton, you're missing out on an absolute treat. I mean, really, if you want to know where the real gooey warmth of us is, because I know that we at times all don't necessarily agree in these lives, go to home time. Or, or, I don't know about that. Well, chaos. <laughs> it's gooey, it's sticky. It's and not it's, gooey, it's sticky at all. Okay, so what we might do is... Evening mayhem, but you want to put. You're thinking you need reality. I don't know if reality. Mayhem. What are people going to think? Like it doesn't me, tell. Me is suggesting coffee morning and evening mayhem. Well, yeah, but you're no, wanting reality no, in the title. Because you know us. That's because you know us, so you know what that means. But for somebody that doesn't know us, they won't know what that means. Faith Goodman, please keep home time. It means life at home. Okay. Well, maybe well, we say life at home. Well, maybe what, maybe what we'll do is over in the members area in the community tab, we will chuck a uh, question up and you can see if you can come up with any alternative but, answers. No, but, but you want the word reality in it. Well, just because I think, because I'm just tired of people always saying to me, you should have your own reality show. And I said, well, I have. I've had it for five years. But someone the other day uh, said to me, who I was, who was I with? Uh, I was speaking to someone. And, and, they said, oh, are we caught your thing that you do on YouTube. It's like the Osbournes. Hmm. They just called it the Osbournes. Yeah, but they were very famous. No, I know. I mean, I get that. I but mean, it, we it, can't do but that. It's people go, well, who the hell are you? But I right. think, you see, what I like about, I never watch our vlogs, our family reality shows, because... Apart from the clips you post. Because they are not like a reality show that you get on TV oh where God, everything no. is so controlled and contrived and everybody can look <sighs> through it and say, oh, can I not look shit there? And, oh, my bra strap's showing or I look a bit this or I look a bit that. And, or I'm a bit, oh, I'm a bit moody there. And I, why I like our reality show is, is because it's, it is actually 100% real. We are not faking anything at all. And I think that helps because everybody thinks that everybody else's life is totally bloody perfect because that's what we're sold all the time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I for me, it's like a real-life sitcom. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, and sometimes I, I'm just struck by how ludicrous... And how many about. people like the Instagram reality stuff versus reality uh, stuff that I do on Instagram because they say it just makes them feel a bit better. And I think it's the same with our... With our Vlogs. I'm reminded actually, I, I re screen recorded that clip of us trying to be at home with hello. Someone's just said, oh, it's so Sinead, funny. I'm going to repost that today. Sinead O'Sullivan at home with. Oh, look, An Ang without an E. <laughs> Ange. Ange without an E. I've just done, worked out. Batshit reality. <laughs> Batshit reality. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's like crazy reality. Well, no, but then you're overselling it. It's not, because then it becomes something that. You don't want to have to... I don't know. We don't want to live up to anything. No, <clears throat> we just no. want to be who we are. We yeah. don't want to live up to, to live up to a title. Yeah. Jewel Lister, still laughing at the Ibiza vlog. Yeah, it was fun. How about just life with the Swallow Antilles? Oh, yeah, maybe. At home. At home. It's a bit flimsy. It's a bit flat. Anyway, it's a thought. It's a thought. Randall Gaff. As simple as possible with the name, says Zoe Agnew. And she knows this shit. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. so loud. Annabelle, or quiet sub here. And I bet you're regretting introducing yourself to the chat. Because I'm now ready. Okay, right. okay, let's talk On about what, 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 what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, there's a new Alzheimer's test. I, this sort of thing doesn't normally tug me in because I'm a massive hypochondriac. But just reading into this in The Guardian, um, this is a game changer. Um, there's also a new gastric pill or a pill that the NHS, weight loss pill that the NHS 
a testing or have introduced, you know the story better than me, but it sounds quite remarkable just looking at the, at the, mm. at the headline. Uh, I want to briefly talk about disability prejudice. This isn't a story that lots of people are running with, but this is ITV News have got this story. And this is about how the stereotypes we have, I don't know if this might resonate for some of you guys, if you know anyone with disabilities or have them, you know, mental health as well as, you know, physical. Um, it's the stereotypes we bring to bear on what we think people could do, should do, are entitled to do and all that kind of stuff. However progressive we've become, there's still massive ableism out there. Um, and this other story, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to quickly touch upon the global news, too, because there's the whole Houthis situation uh, and Donald Trump in New Hampshire today. Um, but Reese Witherspoon uh, has got herself embroiled in a bit of a snow row on TikTok because she wanted to make an iced coffee and she used snow. And some busybodies said, don't, it's dangerous, it's wrong, you shouldn't be doing that, you don't encourage it. And all I say to them is, fuck off, Janet. <laughs> anyway, so those are some of our stories. Um, and I think I've missed something else there. Tea, tea versus coffee. We're going to have a little, little, little chin mic about that at the end. Um, so this, shall I talk about, what do you want to talk about first, Nat? Okay, I'm going to talk about this gastric Let's pill. Let's do it. Um, I really, really hate gastric bypasses because I think, you know, it's such a massive operation that can't be reversed. Is that the same as a gastric band? No, a gastric oh. band can be removed. A gastric bypass is, uh, you do have, you know, a piece of your, what's it called, attached to your stomach. You have, you have something cut away. Right. And then that can, you can never get that back. So you eat tiny oh. amounts for all of your life. So you have a bypass which basically cuts a load of it out and the yeah. band is, you've described Ties. in the past, as literally Yeah, it's like literally a band, so it reduces band. your, your uh, appetite. and then but, wow. but people I know that have had it said they just kept eating and eating until they stretched it. And, oh, what, right. and, um, and that speaks to the fact that there still isn't enough recognition around food addiction and mm -hmm. that many people um, will use food like they will use... Um, alcohol or drugs to deal with emotions. We talked a lot about this on my live body image yeah. chat last night, which has uploaded. So if you want to listen in on that, yeah. So and and I know, I know, and I p people. Plus, it has been written about that what often not often, but there is there is real evidence that people that have um, the gastric bypass and haven't had the therapy around why they're using food to medicate will often turn to alcohol because wow, wow. you can't, you know, because, because you know, you're very yeah. restricted the amount you can eat. Maybe years ago interviewing this woman, her, her meal was two teaspoons of food. Good two talk. teaspoons, because her, her stomach was so tiny. Can you have gradations of tightening with a... With a band, band but yeah. not a bypass. A right, bypass right, is yeah. like for good. So these things are very extreme, but that doesn't mean that I don't, completely sympathise with the fact that if you are somebody that is living with obesity, it puts enormous strain on your health and, and everything. And so, and I am also a great believer that is not a case of just, well, eat less and move more, easy enough, easier yeah. said than done. And in fact, now there's a lot of research coming about that actually people's brains are just different and actually calories are a load of waste of time and it's actually our hormones that drive different people to eat different amounts, to be more hungry, and all of this. Very yes. interesting. So this, <clears throat> and I also believe that sometimes if you if you are really struggling with kicking off weight loss and you want to exercise and you want to eat healthily, 
but you're really struggling with a big amount of weight, sometimes a shift quite quickly of some weight to begin with can really incentivize you. Yeah. So out of all these different um, um, things that are on offer, this sounds pretty amazing. And it has already been rolled, uh, rolled out, yeah. you know, very initial stages. And this is a revolutionary, they're calling it. It's a weight loss pill that contains a gastric balloon. And in that balloon is simply water. Wow. Right? Wow. And so what happens, people, so this is for people with severe obesity. So like they're going to more than likely get diabetes, joint problems, knee mm. replacements, never mind depression and isolation, all these other things that can. Some people are perfectly happy living with severe obesity, but that's not the people we're talking about here. This is for people that are desperate. So the balloon, listen to this, is a 15-minute outpatient procedure and is swallowed. You just swallow it. So there's no need for an endo endoscopy, which is scary things. Uh, hospital bed, theatre time, anaesthetic. So you can imagine wow. the saving on cost for the NHS. So we've got two things running along here. Years ago, I was speaking to a, 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 a consultant at Guy's Hospital and he said he really truly believed that diabetes was what was going to eventually bring down the NHS because of the increases in obesity, because of course our diets get worse, all of this. So if we, you know, so the NHS will be thinking, wow, God, you can cut down obesity, knee replacement, blah, 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 heart attack, strokes. Oh, Plus, so it lasts for four months at a time. So it goes in for four months and then, or can you just keep it up? Yeah, sorry, I just can't. Sorry, I just wanted to look at this, yeah. this, this next bit. So, um, so After data that. found that people people manage ninety five percent of their of their weight off a year after treatment. Keep. Now keep it off. Now this is so important. Apparently, there is this timing thing for when you lose weight that you have to keep. You know, yo yo dieting is horrendous, which is what I did, and I think many of us did for like all of my life. Really fucks up your system. If you stay off, if you keep that weight off for a year, you have a real chance of keeping it off. And, um, sorry, just get back. The, the, the amazing thing is, after four months, now what happens, Mark? Something happens. Yeah, it says here, after around four months, a time-activated release valve automatically opens, allows the balloon to empty, and it passes water. through your gastrointestinal tract. What? I mean, how damn clever is that? Now... This would be awful if this was just being rolled out to everybody, you know, and a bit like Ozempec, people that are, you know, perfectly healthy going in and having these injections or having these balloons because they're eight stone and they want to be seven and a half stone. No, this is for like people with, that are really in danger with their obesity. And I think it sounds quite incredible. So, so to clarify, you're, 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 you think this is a good thing in extremists? Because like Jackie Key here says, isn't it better to tackle why people are getting like this? Abs Take to task the food industry for the food they are producing. Absolutely. So mm. that's what I was going to say, you know, that I think, you know, all these things like the gastric uh, bypass and all of this, is, 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 is just scares the shit out of me because it is about the food that is there was a brilliant guy yesterday on the uh diary of a ceo uh, podcast and he has really studied this in depth he said we keep saying it's something wrong with the people mm. and they need to eat less and everything we've got to look at what's going on and the food industry 
is insane. You know, you could eat a piece of steak, you're not going to be hungry, right? And mm. it could have like, I don't know, 600 calories. You could drink a big pot of Coke, he was saying. It could be a thousand calories, but you're going to be starving. But and then you're going to want a hot dog and then you're going to want some chips and then you're going to want, you know, it's it's a disgrace. You see, the I get, industry is a disgrace. See, I get really frustrated by this whole thing. I mean, you've often used the phrase, it's yo-yo dieting, it's, it's the yo-yo culture. I feel like what happens in the press and, and, and in, in the sort of West and in this sort of capitalist culture is, you know, they, the biggest industry is food, fast food sells. And, you know, we're encouraged to eat as much as possible. And then at the same time, we're, mm. what's sold, sold to us how to is, lose not, is how to lose it. And then all that happens is, is in the middle somewhere... An entire health service is creaking exactly. under the weight of all this stuff. Exactly. And I think that, yes, whilst I understand what you're saying, an extremist, this might be... I'm, I'm, I suppose what I feel about this is it, it's not entirely dissimilar to the idea that you can take a pill that makes drinking alcohol make you vomit or, you know, you have a stroke. But it, if it doesn't speak to the emotional complexities... Exactly. Isn't it just going to create, isn't exactly. it going to just push the Well, that was the next else? thing I was going to yeah. say, which is exactly the same as what I feel about a gastric uh, right. bypass. You can't just do this to people and then send them back out. Mm. You have to look into the emotional eating and, you know, all of the other stuff that's going on. Otherwise, it is just a quick fix. Mm. Mm. And, you know, uh, quick, you know, shortcuts are short term. It's as simple as that. And it is, it is such a huge subject. And mm. it, if they just think of it as just financially, right? Not even think of the human beings. Just financially, it makes better sense mm. to deal with it as a whole picture, yeah. not just... Well, let's just get them to lose weight. For I them. personally think that's why civilization, as we know it, is heading to hell in a handcart. We yeah. are absolutely steadfastly refusing and unable to get ourselves out of a self-fulfilling right disaster. <clears throat> we have become essentially we are all we are all victims to a collective civilizational addiction. Uh, sort of tornado spiral. spiral that's only getting worse and in fact all of the solutions in inverted commas to the addictions we have are part of the same spiral yeah. and it's this a mess. is it's it's not only a mess it's, it's a total fucking clusterfuck of a disaster and i think all of these things are like tiny little band-aids being sort of stuck on and goes god somewhere not that i believe in but god, um, but he's up there going what a fucking shit show. but i suppose what i'm speaking to when i say this is amazing is the person that is sitting like really really stuck really stuck and, and living with you know a, a severe obesity and all of that comes with that and this could be a start then but it has to be supported yes. with, with with you know everything else but, but you know and i know the amount of, of what's needed in terms of therapy and help alongside a pill is unsustainable and undeliverable if anybody here is watching system. is living with obesity and is really unhappy with it try uh, to go to uh, try and tap into overeaters anonymous it's totally free I, yeah. you can go online you can go into meetings where i went and it will it, it helps a lot of people i'm going to be doing the thirsty thursday this this thursday it wasn't there last week but again you know i begin to think more and more that the only way forward is not pills is not is not um, and, and also is not being sold the importance of drinking for all the economic reasons or eating for all the you know the whole eat out to what was it the whole eat out to, sh to shit out 
fucking nonsense that Rishi did, which of course was about supporting the industry. And of course, it's not about not supporting those industries and it's not about the importance of those jobs and the micro and all that kind of stuff. But you begin to look at the economic kind of structure of everything and you think, hang on a minute, there's something wrong here. Unless we all drink too much and eat too much. Especially when all the message... The the whole system doesn't work. Especially (laughs) when all the messaging for the pandemic was everybody's got to lose weight. Yeah. Because anybody that's carrying weight is going to suffer more with this illness. But anyway. Let's move to another another health, health story. Uh, blood test. What do you think of this, guys? Blood test could revolutionise diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Experts are saying studies finds measuring levels of a certain protein could be just as good as de- at detecting the disease as a lumbar puncture uh, has been up until now. Measuring levels of a certain protein in the blood could be just as good at detecting the signs of Alzheimer's and better than a range of other tests. What they're suggesting, just to kind of you know paraphrase what they're talking about here. Is, they're talking about this possibly being a blood test that tells you you have the indicators of Alzheimer's coming in 10 to 15 years time. And that within that, there is an opportunity to take another sort of sequence of medic- med- medication, other medicines that will then sort of treat or soften or slow or potentially That's over the years That's the bit prevent. I'm unsure about though, because and like, this, this isn't rolled out yet. No. This is this is done on seven hundred and eighty odd people, but I didn't know that there were drugs. They, so is it, so? So are, the, are we are we waiting for the drugs as well? Are they saying no, like, I, once we've got these drugs? No, I think what they're I think what what because I don't know if you've looked at, if you look at the front of various newspapers all the time. There's, there's like ever. breakthrough here, breakthrough. Mm. There. I think what they're talking about is. In a weird way, I think what this might do is this will give you a sort of heads up on whether you are moving that way towards Alzheimer's. And I think there's an assumption and a kind of hope that all of the breakthroughs that are happening in the various different types of medicines that they say can slow it down or treat it or arrest it. I mean, there are new drugs that were coming out last year that potentially arrest it at the point that it's at, that that you pick it up at, is that if you can do that same thing earlier, it's all about sort of preemptively, you know, prolonging. So I think... I think it's a good, you know, I think it's a good news story. I think it's, I think, you know, the hope that they could be, because my problem with all this testing and finding out if you've got something, which I've always said I could never do, is I'd rather not know because then I'll be living to time, you know, this whole, I understand the importance of kind of being able to get treatment if you've got a diagnosis and all this kind of thing. I mean, I, I, you know, and I'd love to talk to other people who have had these diagnoses about the preference to know or not know. I, I feel I sit in that category where I wouldn't want to know. But with something like this, I wouldn't feel it was like a death sentence. I wouldn't feel like, oh. Oh, well, no, because they're going to... They, no. Hopefully, they're going to say we're going to be able to exactly. slow it down or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. that's it potentially very exciting. OK, so um, obviously I've popped up on the, on the screen there. Um, are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? Um, so keep adding to that. I just want to quickly just touch upon this story here. Anyone here either with a disability or, or related to someone or with, knows someone with a disability. This is a, a piece in uh, on the ITV News uh, website uh, talking about how negative stereotypes of some disabilities may still be being used to justify prejudice. This is according oh, to a new research this. topic. Um, and this is... Let, so, let, oh. let, let's give you an example. For example... Respondents to this survey judged it to be more acceptable to reduce the school hours of a child with autism than a child with a speech and language disorder, despite all the other details being the same. It also uh, revealed that a connection between ableism and sexism. So in one scenario, a single parent starting a new, say a single parent starting a new relationship, respondents judged it to be less acceptable for a physically disabled woman than a man with the same disability. 
Um, so, you know, this is the idea that, you know, ableism still creeps into social situations. Uh, it's still, you know, people have different sort of senses of what a person with a disability should do, can do, uh, maybe wants to do based upon their gender. And I just wanted, I really wanted to just float this out, um, hidden disability. You know, does anyone here feel that you're a victim of, or does anyone here know anyone who's a victim of, you know, perhaps not maliciously intended, but well-meaning sort of stereotypes that kind of still inflict damage? May Edmondson. Um, I'm autistic and I have postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, sorry. So I need to sit down on the train, but I look normal. So I got the badge, but people still ignore yeah. it. Well, it's like oh, because you, so because you look normal, people just think, oh, you can't. Ah, yeah. It's like my friend Hannah, you know, that you know that um, I spoke about on Loose Women on Friday has a stage four cancer, a secondary breast cancer. And, you know, she all through her treatment, she had invisible disability because she could she's got a stipendia. So she has very painful back. Mm. She looks a million dollars. He literally looks a million dollars. Mm. She always, everyone at Loose Women on Friday was going, God, but she looks so. And what? Well, yeah. shining hair, but often she is in absolute agony. Right. And she said, or, or feeling, or the years when she was having chemo, feeling very sick. And she said she would never have asked for anything because if she said she had an invisible disability, she just mm. believes that people would have just poo pooed it. Right. Um, so just to clarify, Mitri, um, this was an experimental survey funded by the National Disability Authority. Mm. where 2,000 adults would read short scenarios describing potential discrimination, such, a, such as a qualified candidate failing to secure a job. So obviously they were presented with a countless different scenarios. Um, I just want to read this, this one here. Look, my son has Down syndrome, Julie Butler. He's 20 years old. When people meet um, him, they still speak to me and not him. So I have to stop them and ask them to talk to him. That's interesting. Man. That right, okay. So just on that, right, as a person who I if I'm really honest, I sometimes will avoid situations because I don't know what the right way to behave is. Mm. I try and push through and sometimes so in that situation, right, so what are we scared of? So somebody is with somebody and they're in a wheelchair and they look a certain way. You're, I, what might I be worried about? And I'm saying this to any disabled people, so you might know what's going through an able body's mind. I might think, oh my God, if I talk to this person and they can't talk back, am I doing the wrong thing here? Am I da da da? It's almost like I would be asking permission of the person that appears to mm. be looking off, but that's very able bodism, isn't ableist. it? Ableist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it comes from a place of not knowing enough. So I think that the more open people are and the more conversations we have about it, so we know what is the right and wrong way, though, of course, it's always going to be different with different yeah, people. Yeah. But, um, yes, I, I do get really nervous about saying the right thing. Yeah, I, I, think, think. I, I think more often than not, I mean, certainly for me, I, I think... Where to help? Where like, one... Do I offer help here? But or maybe would that the very... be patronising? Yeah, or, and you I know think, what I mean? But, but I think you've kind of honed in on the problem there because it's like, where do I help? Maybe no one's, no one's asking for help. Because that feels like you're yeah, being ableist. Then it feels like you're being sort of brutal. I don't know. It's, yeah, it... like Sophie Morgan, like our, the, our loose woman who is in a wheelchair, has been in a wheelchair since she was 18. She is more able than anybody I've ever met in absolutely mm. every situation. But mm. when I was first, when she was first at Loose Women, I didn't know whether I should be offering to help or not. Mm. 
Do you know what? There's a question. Do you know what I think would be really interesting? Chris Scandal, I don't know if you agree or faith. It'd be really interesting, wouldn't it, to do a sort of, not a candid camera, not to ensnare, not like a honey truck, but a, a genuine survey where, where you analyse how people respond, literally, yes. whether voices change, attitudes change, a sort of tone of voice changes and all this kind of stuff. Christopher Cundall, um, a lot of the time when people see me in my chair, they can often go to the extreme and treat me with very little dignity and mm. often talk to others around me first. Also, Christopher, do you, are you, I mean, I know someone else who's spoken of this, that there's a sort of infantilizing that goes on, a sort yeah. of patron. And I can well imagine that that would, you know, that would drive me nuts. I wonder if it's almost like a psychological thing as well, because somebody is, is lower than you. You almost go into that sort of like, mm. you might not even know you're doing it. You might go into talking in a bit more like you would to a child. Mm. I mean, but, you know, Sophie Morgan was saying to me the amount of times that she has, like, booked for somebody to get her off the train yeah. when she gets somebody and they haven't turned up. Yeah. And then she has to go all the way back to where she came from. But so, like, now I know that if you're at the end of the line and somebody is in a wheelchair, I wouldn't have asked before if they needed help to get off. Right, But right. now I know that they might be absolutely desperate to have some help to get off yes. the train. Yes, yeah. You know, so... Tracy Street says, yes, even at the doctors. This, I want to read this one. And she became a butterfly. Because this this, this mm. sort of uh, survey, if you like, speaks to also mental issue, mental health issues as much as... I have OCD and it's torturous. However, oh. most people think it's just washing it's your junk. hands, being yeah. overly tidy. Some days I can't go I out. It's very misunderstood. I, I used to... I thought that for years. I would go, oh, God, if only I had a bit of OCD to clean my house mm. for years. I, I just had no idea. Now I have mm. complete awareness and it's horrendous yeah but something like that mm. like so say i was working with you okay and i know that you have really extreme ocd would you like it if i'm somebody that works with you that said you know is there anything that i do that you know causes you anxiety or would that be patronizing mm. Mm. because i would think it would be patronising, but maybe somebody with OCD would absolutely love that because they're dying to say to you, would you mind, you know, yeah. when you put your cup there, it, 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 it does this or that. You know. Goodship Lollipop makes a point. This is a very unforgiving attitude to ourselves, I'm hearing. Most people just don't know what's best as mm. we're all strangers. And I do exactly. think, I, I, I think, Christopher Gundle, you kind of came back saying, yeah, in your situation, Nadia, that's coming from an innocent place. I think, I think, I think more... The thing that I get frustrated about with humanity is I think most people know whether what they're saying is coming from a kind place or not. I genuinely do. I, I sometimes think that when you meet people, you know, you might, okay, you might be hijacked by another condition, if you like, social anxiety, extreme anxiety, all those kind of things, you know, low self-esteem, dysmorphia, whatever, which could impact in the way that you, everyone, I, I go back to this thing, you know, whether you're physically disabled or not, everyone has a mental health condition. The idea that we don't have a mental health condition is patently ridiculous you might have a diagnosed or uh, medicated condition but everyone's mental health is on a scale and on a daily minute by minute basis is shifting and changing and moving about all the time but i do but i think somebody that is physically disabled that you can see okay because that's very difficult knowing somebody mentally no no, no 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 but my point i'm trying to make is is that in in your i think we all can i, I think it should lolly pop makes a good point that you know when you do meet someone um, you are trying, every one of us is trying to poke and prod, despite even all our mental health issues. What's the right way to proceed? I think, I think what happens as well, I think because, so say somebody's in a wheelchair, right? And they feel, and, and they feel that person's come up to them and it's kind of patronising the way that they talk to them. What it could be sometimes is 
that you are trying to be so nice mm. because you're so on eggshells of making mm. a mistake or upsetting that person or da -da, that you almost go into this patronising tone without even realising right. it. Right. So I think as an able-bodied person, what we need to do is just take a breath yeah. And just talk to that person as we would look and say, you know, I feel a bit awkward because mm. I don't know whether I should be. Can I just say to you that if you need me in any way, you could sure just ask me. Mm. That that's that's how we should probably talk rather than totally agree. And way that we slip into capture that grade. Surely best as you treat people equally. Talk to them first and then read the situation. Don't guess. When I get in the way of a wheelchair, I always say sorry to both the person in the chair. And pushing. I tell you what I've sometimes done, Christopher. I mean, you could have a chuckle about this. What I sometimes find myself doing, if I'm on the tube, I'll often try and be only because I had friends at college with disabilities who said that they couldn't stomach. You know, when we all annihilated drunk, they go, I can't fucking stomach it when people are really over patronising and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So sometimes I almost try to be more brisk. In a sort of ordinary That's London. That's how people are sometimes yeah. with famous people. Yeah, they I'm going to be... Yeah, all right, they're be... really rude to them because they think everybody's really nice to them. And so it's I've not got... because I'm being rude. Yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, no, just you're, just another, be... you're just another Londoner. You're trying to just be... Yeah, <laughs> no, it is complicated. It's complicated. But I think we shouldn't give up. We just no. have to push through our awkwardness. We have to ask. Yeah. Because if you ask with a good heart, sorry, I'm, I feel a bit awkward... If you ever need anything, just, just ask me. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've got to say, yeah. isn't it? If you're working with someone absolutely. new or whatever. Absolutely. It's quite hard. And just finally, I have to say, got absolutely sucked into Love on the Spectrum. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to be God. friends with all of the, the contributors heart, in that. The heart. It was interesting because I, I was supposed to be watching Love Island with the girls yesterday. And, they, and I came down from doing the live and they were watching Love on the Spectrum. And I said, oh, so do you want to watch Love Island at nine? And they were like, no. And I was like, I felt so happy. I thought, because what we've got here are just these people with the most unbelievable innocent honesty. Mm, mm, I, mm. It was just, yeah, it was very, very, it's a very, very heartwarming show. Yeah, and really I really is. recommend it. Final, on, final note on this, MeTube, if you need anything, let me know in inverted commas. Works for everyone, able and disabled. Thank so, you, yeah, very good. Haven't seen you for a bit. No, Hope hi. Hope you're well. Hope, Hope you're, you're well. good. Um, you only live once. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon has got herself into a bit of hot, hot. Well, she has. She got herself into hot bother. I don't think she has. I think she's just kind of, you know, busy she's looking at her, looking at her next series. Um, you only live once. Reese says, defending her choice to eat snow in her making of a frappuccino or an icy co ice coffee. Um, when it snows, I always eat it. Yeah, <laughs> so a kid, I always used to eat it. She was called out on her post. I don't know if it was TikTok or something like that. With people going, "You shouldn't do that. What's in it? It's full of pollution. It's terrible." And could be bird poo. In could it. be bird poo. Why in is it. everybody and health watching everybody else? Safety watching everybody else. That's the so question annoying. I want to ask. Why are there busybodies? There's always been that feel that they have to comment on something someone else is doing just because, because she's put the snow in since her. Since the beginning of time, there have been busybodies. So you would live in a street, and there would be a busybody on the street. But because we have connections across the world and with every fucker, basically, you can put you post something on social media, and you have to know that the busybodies of the world potentially could comment. But I think, I think, when you comment back about it. You give it power. So Ooh. I'm amazed that a woman of her intelligence yeah, feels like she has to answer it. Yeah, she's kind of defended herself. She's explained it. She's pushed back. Right. She's 
Well, maybe, it, you know, look, why? Because we all, on different days at different times, harking back to my mental health shifts on every day, maybe she just felt a little bit more, maybe she's had lots and lots of people commenting on other things in her life, and this was the camel that broke the straw's back. No, the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back, even. And I, you know, it is that weird thing of, I mean, I sort of... I would just think, oh, get a life. Haven't you got somebody in your own life that you can moan to? That's what I would think. Yeah, i just say... So what if I'm eating bird shit? <laughs> if well, it's a bit of bird shit okay, in my but... snow... I will deal with it. But it's, okay, it's, sometimes it's equivalent to if you're cooking a dish or something and someone, oh look, Karen's and Ken's everywhere, says Mo Bauer. Fuck off, Janet. That, that's another great line just to kind of deal with them. Um, why, why, you know, why, why are, are people coming from a position of, oh, you're promoting this as a way to yeah, do something? But, but they're not. They don't give a shit about other people. It's not <laughs> altruism. They're not caring about the community. No, they're they not. They don't care anything. They just want to have a go. And it's just like, I just feel sorry for you. <laughs> It's so true. This this feigned care that comes through in all Somebody of these kind of comments. Somebody could have swallowed that that you put in your mouth. There'll be a child somewhere that will see you and will try to do that. It's like, come on. But also, also, it's it, it kind of assumes that no one has any sentient capability to make a decision for themselves. I saw Reese with a spoon eating snow. I'll eat snow. Well, obviously, you're not going to go out and You know, eat. it's like I said the other day at work. Yeah. Sometimes I say... <laughs> I think she was just pissed off since she bought it. At Luce, yeah. so The other day at Luce, I said, to, you know, sometimes we've just got to be a bit careful of caveating, 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 caveating before we say something so that we all just become mush. Or a caveat. You know, so say say I were to say, oh, careful, I careful, fell down careful. and I've hurt my knee, right? In my simplest of terms, Right. There will be somebody, there might be, you know, that will say, yes. Just getting a pen But what you. you've got to think about is there might be somebody that's hurt their wrist. So you go, oh, okay. So I've got to say, well, obviously, um, there could be people that have hurt their wrist. Um, and, and you know what I hate about it? It's inauthentic. Yes. That's not how we talk as people. Preach! You know, no, I'm, I'm so, very so, loud so, today. I'm so really sorry. trying hard to just bear it. I'm so sorry. When you turn and actually dip directly. I know, I realise that was awful. So, um, yeah, so it's just, I don't want to do that on telly. I don't want to do that here. I don't want to every time go, but obviously, ba 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 ba. It is so infantilising of, 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 of human beings. We know. We know. We know that if I'm talking about his mental health, it doesn't mean I don't have any sympathy about that person's spine or something or whatever. And I, like, sometimes I think, we have to go through so many hoops before we can get to what we're wanting to say so as not to offend anyone. And you will still offend somebody because you left them out. I want to buy us tops and all of you guys tops that say, fuck caveat. <laughs> I fucking hate caveats. No, you're absolutely right. I remember years ago, we put up a green fingered hell where it said, Mark has bipolar episode in garden. And lots of very excited people like you're Ooh, being insulted. Oh, you know, yeah, no, you're insulting. And then I said, I've got bipolar. And they were like, it just went sort of, there was like, you know, tumble. It, look, there's, there's having Thank a you, Shelley, yes, there, 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 there's that. having a quiet word with someone, isn't there? Which is like, you know, I don't think maybe that's you know, you're genuinely concerned that it might lead in the wrong direction. And then there's coming onto public forums and saying stuff like that to Reese. Like you say, there's no interest in anyone else there at all. So, thank you for that, Shelley. Uh, Sean King is coming to London and he's doing a talk. Is he? Yeah, Dina told me this yesterday. Um, so look up, look him up on TikTok. Because of course, his Instagram was removed because he dared to uh, stand in support of Palestine. Um, but yeah, that should be a fascinating talk. Um, 
Okay, well, I just want to see, are you a tea lover or a coffee lover? Coffee lover's just edging it, which is kind of handy because wow, it's that's coffee moaning. Yeah, just edging it. But, but you know, so tea is slightly... I was surprised in this new, new survey that they're the... In the north of England, tea was drunk less than in the south. Southeast is the biggest tea drinking region, which I thought was kind of odd. Um, and this is an and finally, in terms of funny stuff, I just thought this was hysterical. So this is the story of, <laughs> where is this? Um, a wildlife park is so fed up with its infamous swearing parrots, it's having to move them into a bigger flock in the hope that they behave themselves. Basically, Lincolnshire Wildlife Park um, they have birds that swear so much it's actually proven quite insulting to the members of the public as they come through. And the only way they can stop their birds from swearing is make them mix with other birds that don't swear. Now, my problem with that is what if we now have all the birds swearing? They might train all the others so you could have huge flocks of parrots swearing. I can see this story hasn't resonated for Nads. Sorry. It's not landing in those blank, expressionless eyes that I'm Sorry. seeing looking back at me. I was suddenly <laughs> exhausted. No, you look like a teddy been bear. been quite a morning. It has been quite a morning. Um, anyway. And just before we go, um, I would like to say, please, 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 if anyone is, is disturbed by the humanitarian crisis that is going on in Palestine at the moment, 25,000 dead counting, many under the rubble, over 10,000 children dead... Um, many more in the rubble, the most painful death that they could have. Um, starvation, dehydration, um, all the pregnant women in Gaza no have chance. not had any antenatal care since October. They are in a chronic state of anemia and, um, you know, it has become so dangerous now for a woman to be having a baby in Gaza. I'm not even going to give you the figures on that because it's so fucking sad and awful. Girls are going through their very first periods without sanitation, without painkillers, without a mother. It is so dire out there. It is so dire. I'm, I'm putting up a rant later on on my Instagram of a particular thing that just got me so upset today. Please, please do whatever you can. Look to some of the accounts, repost stuff. You know, the world wants us to tuck this away and not think about it anymore. And that is for all kinds of economic reasons between Europe and America and because of mass gaslighting. And it is, it's terrifying. As I say over and over again, children are having their, their procedures every day with no anaesthetic. Imagine that, imagine that. Imagine 300 primary schools in this country, all the children are dead, right? We've got desensitised about it and it is, it's, it's, it's scary. And even if we can't think of it from a human place, from our own hearts to other human beings, we've got to think about the fragility of the world and, and, and it is fragile and it's becoming more and more fragile. And what America is doing to the Hooties... I'm going to post something that I want you to watch about that. It's, yeah, it, it's astonishing. Please, please, please check it out. I, I too was fangirling, if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. um, Erin you could guys should do a live stream fundraiser. We should, absolutely. We are. We're just Doctors, working out how to do, what, what exactly to do. Doctors Without Borders. And also it's about checking, you know, the other problem you've got with the whole Gazan situation is, is where does, you know, aid and how it gets in and does it get in and where does this it go? This is what we're really drilling you know, it's into. It's really, really complicated. Because we do want that aid to, if we fundraise, but we can start fundraising and wait until we decide where we're giving it but we want it to be 
Really, I, I am in Most... such a state about the women of Gaza it, it, and the men of Gaza that we can't even mention. Well, you're not allowed to because talk about they're the men. men. Well, no, no, no. If, if you kind of check out, check out the world's attitude to Palestine, or let's actually no, the Western world's attitude to Palestine. Pretty much most Palestinian or Gazan men are not innocent, in inverted commas. Alison Barber Motaz has evacuated to Qatar. What an incredible achievement by this brave he's, young he's, man he's, waking up the world to the humanity of Palestine. He's evacuated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I didn't think he was going to make it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Dean will be so... So, yes, on that note, obviously, America and the US have attacked Houthi bases again. Oh my God, I can't believe he's out. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, they, they, they've attacked Houthi bases again last night. The big drama that's kicking off in this country is it looks like, though, I'm going to swear, I'm sorry, fucking hell, Starmer. You know, it, there's a lot of hoo-ha kicking off about whether the opposition, which is a which is a sort of a procedure that should be observed. It's a kind of tradition that, you know, if any military action is taken by the government, they have to notify the leader of the opposition. They have to kind of inform the House of Commons. It's clear that this, it's, it's seeming that this hasn't happened. Uh, but because I feel Starmer is so confused and effectiveless in his... Uh, he's a humanitarian lawyer, for God's sake. The fact that he hasn't been able to see this for what it is or has refused to, let's put it that way, uh, is just so dis just so disappointing. It's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, so the Houthis have been hit again. Um, so, and, and let's just, you know why? Because at the end of the day, we need ASOS packages to get everywhere in the world. It's more important, isn't it, Brilliant than what's going plans. on? Um, so priorities, priorities. Quite astonishing. Quickly, before we go... I want to, we want to wish Linda, it's Linda's 73rd birthday. Someone's asked, and it's, I've forgotten your long, the name of your, your, your handle, but for, so for Linda, who's 73 today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Linda. Happy birthday to you. Have a lovely day, guys. We will see you anon.